26 minutes after 7 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. We kick things off uh, with the latest out in the world of business and in company news uh, with our business wrap, joined on the line by Akwanam Lamleli from 27.4 Investment Managers. Akwana, good evening. Welcome. Thank you. Good evening, Ayabonga, to the listeners this evening. Thank you. Thank you very much for joining us. Akwana, let's check in first with the interim results that came through for the six months ending 31 December 2022, coming out of Impala. Uh, they are out in the, uh, I guess, Western Lim, uh, Bushveld Complex, uh, Zongazandao, that produce platinum and platinum group metals. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, while their earnings margin still remains strong, it seems the prices of what it is that they produce in the first 26 weeks of uh, this financial year, much softer uh, than the previous period uh, or previous comparative period. Yeah, so the platinum group metals uh, mining company coming out this morning um, indicating that it had benefited um, particularly from a strong demand um, from some of its primary products for the first half of 2022 of last year. Um, This was a middle robust um, land and some of these PGM prices um, prices were quite stable at the time. Um, what they did indicate was that um, this was also mitigated by the financial impact of the current inflation environment that we currently reside in. Um, however, the company did indicate that um, with some of the single digits growth that they've seen in terms of some of the revenue, we saw 2.9% jump in revenue. Um, and net profit was about single, also, single, also single digits, about 3% um, higher, um, which resulted in the company um, declaring um, an interim dividend of approximately four and twenty cents, um, a decrease from the prior period. In the prior period, they did declare um, a dividend of about five and twenty-five. Um, so that will be coming from primarily the free cash flow um, of uh, what they reported today, indicating of about eleven billion um, generated um, after capex, um, of capex um, amounting to about four point nine billion. Um, of which the 36% of free cash flow uh, will be allocated to shareholders in terms of returning that to shareholders. And, and I guess, I mean, the other question, uh, always sad to see fatalities, uh, two fatalities in that first six months at some of their managed operations. Uh, they've also seen, I guess, uh, some uptick in, uh, you know, how much they've been able to sell, reducing those stockpiles, but also getting much more refined production coming through. Um, I guess, albeit... Um, you know, in the one financial year, across, I, I should say, across all of the refined production categories, 6E, platinum, palladium, nickel, uh, production volumes down, but um, I guess sales volumes um, seemingly the same for palladium um, and slightly up for rhodium. Yeah, so the group also coming out um, in terms of, yeah, it's the period being obviously quite robust for them, um, but obviously those fatalities um, that they had for the period, um, just reporting on that. Um, although it has decreased, but um, one fatality is obviously more than enough. Um, but I- indicating also that um, they are making um, significant progress, um, particularly in terms of their energy security and decarbonization. Um, so Implus indicating that um, it has allocated approximately 4.3 billion over the next five years to um, secure some of the energy security um, for some of the um, operations in South Africa and also in Zimbabwe. Um, so that coming through um, quite nicely. Um, and I think with the head of this particular project um, indicating that um, there is, they obviously are taking quite strain, um, particularly with regards to its operation in Rustenburg, which makes use of quite a lot of electricity. Um, so they're indicating that in the next few years they do 
see particularly the number four smelter, um, particularly um, in Palo Rustenburg, um, just coming off in terms of the, the in terms of ESCOM wise, but with regards to the investments that they are making um, with regards to renewable energy on their side. Mm. And and I guess. You know, the other element is is around the kind of capex they've put out. Uh, what do you make of that split between replacement capex and also that, uh, of, which was much lower, of course, uh, growth-related capex? And to what degree that's an indication of their own assessment of what the price environment might look like for some of their commodities in the next while? Yeah, so um, indicating that capex at managed operations rising by 39% to $4.9 billion, um, and some of that expanded expenditure on replacement and growth projects that they are currently accelerating um, with the rank weakness against the dollar um, over the last um, last year. Just specifically, um, they have continued to spend approximately $2.2 billion, um, in replacement capital and $1.1 billion, um, has been in regards to um, some of the expansion um, capital some of the projects. Um, so they're obviously coming from um, the height of 2021-2022 um, where they were pretty much beneficiaries of the high basic material prices, um, I think they are making use of some of and injecting some of the, that capital um, into some of the projects that have come through or some of the regions um, that they have identified in terms of um, plowing some cash into in terms of some of the mines mm. um, in, in, in these regions. Um, but I think one that was quite pertinent was later in terms of the CEO, Nick Miller, um, indicating that... Um, You'll recall the deal, the takeover deal between um, Empire, um, Empire and Northern that has been played out for just over 12 months um, with the CEO also indicating um, they do have a need that um, the biggest, one of the biggest shareholders, um, particularly with regard to Royal African Platinum, um, should make an announcement or vote um, imminently in the next mm. few days or weeks um, with regards to just putting an end particularly to this um, takeover bid that has been going out and playing out between the two parties. And, and if we shift to First Rand, I mean, these are the guys who give us FNB, West Bank, RMB, Aldemore, uh, coming in with a strong showing here. Um, and I guess um, if we are to look, I guess, at the two revenue measures there, uh, net interest income and non-interest revenue, uh, that increasing strong double-digit uh, growth uh, for the six months ending in December, uh, but also, I guess, uh, that return on equity number significantly higher. Uh, what do you make of that? Yeah, so I think um, the first round numbers um, coming out quite decently, um, growth earnings um, boosted particularly um, by a strong showing um, with regards to deposits um, that have come through quite nicely and new business um, in this lending deal. Um, lending book rather, um, but also the bank and particularly the banking sector um, having been beneficiaries of the high interest rate environment um, that has great us for the past um, 12 to um, 16 months. Um, so that's coming through quite nicely. But I, I think what was quite pertinent is when we deep down um, into a different division, such as the bank, such as the um, various divisions, the investment banking unit, um, these all um, stayed quite significantly well, um, even though um Division the finance vehicle financing, uh, although it's showcasing a, a, a six percent increase, um, particularly with regards to the tough economic um, environment that is facing the business. But um, very good showing, particularly by the bank, um, indicating that the SMB unit um, increased customers by five percent. Um, currently, um, 
growing over that 11 million customers during the period, uh, which also saw profits um, rising to about 16%. Uh, but I think what was quite pertinent was the digitization and the investment that the bank had continued to make, um, particularly with regards to this platform, which the digital logins exceeded over 878 million um, active users um, and also logins. And um, so that obviously is faring quite well for the bank um, with normalized um, profit before tax rising to um, 16%. Um, I think when we move on to the corporate and investment banking division, mm. um, that's also paying quite well um, with the new CEO, Emily Brown, um, who took the helm um, towards the tail end of last year, um, indicating that the investment in banking unit has been increasing, making um, funding towards infrastructure um, projects, particularly in the private sector, um, which are more investments in power generation um, due to the opening up particularly on, on the regulatory front, particularly on the sector, um, with the CEO um, indicating that the pipeline um, is about 500 million watts of private renewal projects that they are funding currently, um, which should help alleviate South Africa's um, power shortage um, in the next few years. Mm-hmm. And talking about power, liquefied natural gas, uh, I guess uh, production operations, uh, Mozambican government is hoping these operations will start soon um, in order for them to get some of the revenue. They're one of the partners in some of these operations, but also I would assume on the tax side of things uh, because uh, they might battle to meet some of the uh, uh, debt service requirements and some capital payments due on some sovereign mm. debt soon. But uh, it seems some in the markets, just on the back of, uh, I guess, what gas prices look like at the moment, uh, feel confident that yeah, these guys will be able to pay it back just by virtue of the amount of gas still in the ground. Yeah, so maybe let's uh, fast forward, um, particularly pertaining to this project. Um, it's a project that Total Energies um, made, um, particularly in 2019, 2020, mm. um, in terms of the liquefied natural gas project um, into Mozambique. Um, however, they were struggling, particularly with regards to terror attacks um, in, the, in, in the province um, where the project is currently um, taking place. Um, so the project is located in Capital Gado, um, which is said to be Africa's biggest private investment, um, costing at least $20 billion. Um, so the project was uh, unfortunately um, ended um, toward 2020 um, with regards to the rebel attacks that did take place, which prompted the country to evacuate staff um, at the site um, in 2021. And um, did announce plans to restart it. Um, but unfortunately, further raids in the region uh, unfortunately put a heart on that, um, which led to the company um, declaring a fourth measure. Um, so in recent progress, um, continued, violence con- obviously continues, particularly in the region, um, with foreign troops in Rwanda um, and other deployments that have come to the SADC has also deployed some, some of their troops into the region just to help improve the security situation mm. um, so the project can commence again um, because... Um, Mozambique, unfortunately, is faced with their growing debt um, payments that they need to um, pay. And obviously, the government debt soaring to more than 100% of GDP. Um, and government having to pay some of their bonds, um, are, however, they are struggling. Um, however, last year, they were able mm. to get um, a, quite a bailout by the IMF, uh, which agreed for a credit facility to Mozambique, um, which further catapulted 
um, catapult um, other regions or other banks, like such as the World Bank, and also trying to just help the region. Um, but I think there's quite a pity, particularly for this project, um, as you indicated initially, um, the geopolitical tensions in the U- Ukraine um, could have been very much um, helped um, by this project because of the liquefied natural gas and what um, this particular region could have provided um, mm. to the economy because um, Russia and Ukraine, unfortunately, aren't able to um, export um, particularly this product. Yeah, yeah. And then, just as we wrap up, when's the Andona show, Max? Yeah, big thing. We're going to take over Africa. So, the NDC Universal um, will be acquiring a 30% stake in Showmax. Um, the streaming video entertainment offering, um, which is um, currently um, owned um, 100% by Multi Choice Group. Um, but in the new partnership, uh, NBC um, Universal and Sky um, are looking to create a streaming service in Africa that will beat the likes of your Netflix and your Disney Plus. Um, so, competition very much taking place, particularly in this, this streaming platform. And the partnership um, should both the show max. Um, as it currently already gets um, third-party content to the likes of the HBOs and Warner Brothers um, and also local content um, through some of its um, channels such as Mzanti Magic and Africa Magic. So this obviously quite a big um, partnership that will uh, take forth um, with multi-choice, also indicating um, that it will continue um, obviously having its existing business um, of Shuremax and will take a 70% stake um, with regards to a new registered country, UK registered country, which will be called Earth UK Holdings, uh, which will trade as Shuremax um, and which that will obviously um, help both um, partnerships in obviously deli- delivering on content um, and just becoming more um, in terms of a future in terms of the, the pay TV operations when it launches. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's certainly going to be an interesting one here because I guess not only just on the scale of the content they'll put uh, uh, that will be associated with this, but um, the thirty uh, percent partner also providing what uh, you know the statements calling some scalable technology um, mm. that I guess might distinguish the user experience of Showmax going forward. So uh, yeah, quite an interesting one here. And uh, yeah, well, very that, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I was just saying that, like, like, what, what would your thoughts have been on, uh, I guess, to what degree uh, a tie-up of this kind uh, might mm. potentially allow some of South African content to make its way out into the U.S. where some of these uh, uh, players operate from? No, I think it's very much a good deal. I think with the emergence and Netflix coming through and then providing or investing in uh, some of the local content that we've seen coming through in the last um, few years, um, I think it does um, help this industry um, in terms of just showcasing more talent so. and just showcasing just a different culture mm. um, in terms of acting, um, just getting even actors from the U.S. to come act in some of our local productions. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think it's a very much uh, creating a, a, an enabling environment um, for some of our artists um, mm. just to go overseas and um, so. for um, everybody to obviously benefit with regards to this. Akona, we leave it here for tonight. Always a pleasure catching up with you. Thank you very much for your time. Akonam Lamlele, they're joining us from 274 Investment Managers, where she is a portfolio manager.